go to the Word. It is Pentecost Sunday. I don't know if you've been made aware this morning, so it is Pentecost Sunday, and I'm thankful to be Pentecostal. Amen. I'm thankful to know the truth, to experience the truth every time I come to church. Amen. I'm thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 19, we're just going to read one verse of Scripture. Luke 19 and 4. This should be a pretty familiar passage uh, from everybody. I believe that when you're in Sunday school, Zacchaeus is the first one that they tell you about. One of the first ones they tell you about. And so we're going to we're going to see if we if the Lord can touch us this morning. Amen. Amen. Luke 19 and 4 says, And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. Amen. And so with the help of the Lord, I'm going to preach this morning on small steps and big leaps. Amen. So if you put down your Bible for just a second, we're going to go to the Lord and we're just going to ask him for help that he's going to minister here today. Lord, we love you. We thank you. Lord, for the spirit that's in this house, Lord, we're thankful for Pentecost. We're thankful to experience it. Lord, we're thankful that your spirit has moved in this house here this morning, Lord. And it's not anything that we've done, but Lord, it's everything that you've done. Lord, it's everything that you're about, God, and we give you praise. Lord, we give you honor. I pray that you would anoint the preaching, anoint the altar service, Lord, and that you would just have your way open up our ears to hear, Lord. Let it be soft ground. Lord, that it would fall on here today, Lord, and we give you all the praise and the honor this morning. In your name we pray, in the name of Jesus, amen. And you may be seated here today, amen. And so uh, this morning when you look at the text of Zacchaeus, you can see that, uh, that, that you find that the gospel is for the outcast. Amen. The gospel is for the outcast, it's for everyone, it's for the saint, and it's for the sinner. The teachings of Jesus Christ are for everybody. Amen. It's for you and I, it's for our lost loved ones, it's for our co-workers, it's for everybody uh, that, that we're around, it's for, it's for everybody. And we're here on Pentecost Sunday that started in Acts chapter 2. But that wasn't the destination there. That was just the beginning, and it's still going on here today. Amen? Amen. 2,000 years later that, that, that the Holy Ghost is still coming out. The infilling of the Holy Ghost for you and I wasn't just a place that we got to, and we're like, yes, we're done. We, with The buck stops here. But it, it continues to go. It, 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 it always is that, that it's always going. We haven't arrived to any spot When we're filled with the Holy Ghost, Pentecost is an experience, and it's meant to be continued daily. Amen. Uh, The the journey begins when we're filled with the Holy Ghost. The journey really begins whenever we experience the new life, the new creature that God puts upon us. Amen. That's living inside of us. And so we find in our text that the gospel is for the outcast. Amen. And it's for you and I here today. And we can look in our text a, a couple scriptures before in Luke 19 and 1 and 2. It says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was the chief among the publicans. And he was rich. And so we would find here Zacchaeus 
who was a man that the Bible says was rich. He was, he was the chief among the publicans. He, he probably thought there was a lot about him that he didn't need anything, right? You know, uh, there, there's times in our life where we think we've made it. We think that, hey, if I can just get to this step and we get there and we're like, I'm, I'm good for a minute. Right, you you may think that uh, that that you're there, but Zacchaeus he was he was at a point in his life where he had all the money in the world. He might have had all the all the riches, but he he might not have been well liked, being he, that he was a publican. You see, the publicans in, in the Bible was 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 tax collectors, and what they would do, they were almost like a third party that they would go and get the taxes, and where the government would require twenty percent. The publican would go and get 35% and keep the 15 and then give the other 20% to the government. And so you can see that there was a little bit of, uh, of, of shadiness, sketchiness going on uh, with them. And, and we look in the Bible and it says that Zacchaeus, he was the chief of them. He was the big dog. He was the, he was the head cheese. He had all these things and all the money was not an issue, but he was still seeking for something. Amen. He was probably somebody that was a loner, not, not being well-liked. He might have gone to the restaurants by himself. He might have go to the brook and he would be by himself. He might go to, to wherever they would hang out and he would be by himself because they knew that's the publican and I don't want anything about him. Amen. And so verse 3, uh, we see that, and, and he sought to see Jesus. And we all come to a point in our life where we have just got to find Jesus. Amen. We come to a point in our life before we met him, before we knew what the Holy Ghost was about. Maybe we've grown up in church, but there comes a time in everybody's life where we say, I've got to find Jesus, and I've got to find out what he's about. Amen. And so you would find in our text that that's where, that's where he was, and he, he didn't just want to meet him. He didn't want to just know a little bit about him and just talk to him and say, hey, this is what I need and blah, 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 but he wanted to know who Jesus was. It says, and he sought to see Jesus who he was. And we sang this morning, because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of we see that there's just that we can meet people here and there and we can we can talk to them. But until we get their true story, until we get what they're truly about, is when we get to know about him. And that's what that Zacchaeus didn't want just a superficial relationship with somebody. He wanted to know who Jesus was. And so uh, the, the verse says that he sought to see Jesus. And, and Jesus was not, or he was not only looking for Jesus, but here's the great thing that Jesus was looking for him. Amen. Luke 19 and 10, a couple verses later on in our, in our scripture, it says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. He was, he was looking for Zacchaeus before Zacchaeus even knew who he was. And, and the same thing for you and I here today, before we come to the moment where we said, I've got to know Jesus and I've got to know him for myself. There was a time where Jesus was looking for us. Amen. He's still seeking to save that which was lost. Amen. Zacchaeus thought he was looking for Jesus, but Jesus was also looking for him. And so then we find in verse three, what, what we know about Zacchaeus from Sunday school. Amen. He was a little guy. Amen. He was of little stature. No fault of Zacchaeus for being short, but we would bypass, he would bypass that by climbing up a tree. Amen. And so in the spiritual sense, we can all look at ourselves and say that you and I are all little 
of stature. And you say, hey, why is that? We look at Romans 3 and 23, and the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all little of stature before we come to see Jesus. But let me tell you about an encounter with the king, amen, that we grow, we grow in the riches and the mercies of our Savior, amen. Many lost sinners, they may think that they have themselves together. They may think that they're big. They may think that the authority they have, the positions that they have, the money, whatever it may be, that they may be set and they may be big and strong in this world. But you and I know here today that we're just little people and that when God steps in, he changes everything, amen. That when when you and I were, were come short of the glory of God, there comes in a Savior named Jesus and that we can all get it started. Amen. We all know that we are short in stature. We know that that we don't have it all together, but there's a Savior. Amen. Named Jesus. And so I want to skip around a little bit in my text that I'm going to skip verse 4 and I'm going to come back to it in a minute. But looking in Luke 19 and, and, and 5 through 10, it says, and when Jesus came to the place He looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was going to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is also, or this day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Everybody thought that Zacchaeus was he was rich and wealthy, he didn't need anything. They they thought that maybe he was a jerk. Maybe they thought that hey, we don't want to be a part of him, but he's got it all together. If I could just have the money that Zacchaeus had, I'd I'd be I'd be all right. I'd do some things a little bit differently, right? I wouldn't tax so much, but I would still have the the money. And and, and maybe people looked down on Zacchaeus, and and he wanted to make it right. He wanted to have everybody look upon him in a right way once he saw Jesus. Amen. But he was actually a bankrupt sinner looking for a Savior. Amen. Just like I and just like you are. We know that we need a Savior here today. Amen. Zacchaeus wasn't saved by his promises of good works. He wasn't, he wasn't saved because he said, God, I'll give him everything back. But he was saved because of his faith and obedience to God. Amen. And so we look at our text and, we're, and we wonder, you know, why, why is he preaching this this morning that we're all outcasts, we're all sinners, but that's not even what I want to talk to you about for, for a few minutes, that, that we look at our text in Luke 19 and 4, and it says, and he ran before. Amen. And, and, and on July the 20th of 1969, how many knows what that date is? Maybe you can see the moon up there and you can, you can figure out what's going on. But 54 years ago, an estimated 650 people, million people watched in suspense as Neil Armstrong would land on the moon. And he would descend from a ladder onto the moon. And the, and the quote that he would make was, that's one small step for man one giant leap for mankind. 
And so while we were in our April uh, prayer revival, I was sitting over there where uh, where I normally sit out, and I was I had my Bible open, and I was praying. We all get in habits of prayer, and we get in moments where we where we repeat ourselves. Maybe over time, you've got this one saying that you pray about, and you go over, and the Lord began to to strike to me. It was either on a Monday or a Tuesday night. I can't remember which one. And he was he 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 provoked me on on Zacchaeus, and he provoked me on the landing of the moon. That do you think that Neil Armstrong woke up one morning and said, "Hey, let's go to the moon"? It was a process, right? It it was a time over years where they would get into the swimming pool with the astronaut gear, and they would begin to test gravity. That that NASA would be working on the shuttle, and they would be working on all these things, and and they would be getting everything together to go to the moon. It wasn't just this on a whim decision that said, "Hey, I'm going to the moon." And and sometimes as Pentecostals, sometimes in our society, we look at people and say, "I want that. I want the moon experience," but we want to bypass the journey that it takes to get to the destination. Amen. We know that on the day of Pentecost that, 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 that the Holy Ghost fell. I said it earlier that, that that's not the destination, but there's a journey about this thing called Pentecost. There's this journey of, of this thing called the walk of the Christian life, and we've got to get up and we've got to do it. Amen. Dad's been preaching about get off the couch. Amen. And I believe that's what God was telling me then on, on that prayer revival that, Nate, you got to get up and you got to do it. Amen. I was, I was, I know that a prayer that's kind of reverberated over my life. I would look over at my dad during prayer revivals on Saturday night prayer, and I would say, God, if you would just give me the prayer life that my dad has, you know, I'll be good. Right? I look over at Grandpa, uh, Brother Patterson. I said, if you can just give me the love for people that Grandpa has, I know I'll be good. Or I look over at Paul Paul, Brother Harrelson. I said, Lord, if you can just give me the knowledge of the Bible that my Paul Paul has, I tell you what, that's the ultimate package, and I'll be good to go, right? And and God began to strike against me over there during the April prayer revival that I'm I was 29 at the time, I turned 30 and becoming an old man. Amen. But I it took me so long for to be praying these prayers, and God said, hey, you can have anything you need, but I'm not just going to give it to you. If you want to be a prayer warrior, get on your knees and go prayer. If you want to have the knowledge of the Bible, go, go read your Bible, amen. If you want to love people, go just and love people, amen. There's got to be action about what we're saying, about what we're praying about. We live in society today that we look at the landing of the moon. We look at these things, and we look at the CEO of our company that we work for, and we look at all these things, and we say, hey, I want that. I want to be there, but we don't want to put in the time. We don't want to put in the energy to get to that spot. We look at, at, at our parents, at the, at, the, at the nice home we have, but we don't want to live in the shack when we first get married. Amen. We don't want to have that, that, that shack experience, but sometimes it takes us going through that to get to where we want to be, where God wants you to be. It's not just a prayer revival. God can do it. I'm not saying that God's power isn't strong enough to make Make me a prayer warrior tomorrow. He can deposit that in our life, but it's going to take some time. It's going to take some energy. It's going to take some action and me getting off the couch and doing what God has called me to do. 
Amen. If I want to be the singer that God wants me to do, I got to go and practice. If I want to be the organ player that I want that God wants me to do, I got to go learn the organ. If I want to be the prayer warrior, I got to go pray. If I want to have the knowledge of the Bible, I got to go do it. Amen. And so we look at our text, and the Bible says that he ran before. I looked in all kind of commentaries, and, and, I, and, and it had this. And when we think about Zacchaeus, what's the, what's the two things we think about? He was short, and he climbed a tree. Amen. Nothing about it says that he ran before. We know that we are not saved on our works. We know that, that it is nothing that you and I have done. But there is a sense of getting up and having some action about us and running before to meet Jesus. Amen. If you would have come to the altar and you would have just stood up there, God's not going to fill you with the Holy Ghost, right? If you would have just come up there and just closed your eyes and not said a word, nothing's going to happen because there's got to be some action. You've got to run before. You've got to climb. I'm the tree, you've got to come down and meet Jesus. We all want that experience of God coming and, and manifesting himself in our life, but we don't want to have that run before. We know that running is, is exercise. We know that it's hard. You're going to breathe heavy. You're going to have that time where you're tired and you're wore out. You don't feel like running anymore, but God is saying, are you going to get up and are you going to be what I've called you to be? Or are you just going to stay there and be in the same spot that you've always been. Amen. Going back to the prayers, the prayers of, of I just want to be like my dad, be like my granddad's. And there's other people in the church that we look at, and we there are there are great people in this church. But let me tell you this morning, you're not going to be at those places by just a prayer alone with no action. With not, we know that they're running before there. There's this thing that we've got to die daily, amen. There's a relationship with God that's got to be developed. It's not like a friend that you see two years ago, and then when you see them again, you, you shake their hand, you can talk, and it's like you've never missed them, right? That's not how our relationship with God, it's got to be a daily thing. It's got to be something, and so the Lord was, he was ministering to me, and he said, if you want to have that relationship, not only do you have to run before and climb the tree, come down and I'll come to your house, but you got to do it daily. Amen. It's not just this one run. It's not, not this infilling of the Holy Ghost and then check, I'm done. I can go home. I can live whatever way, but it's a run every single day. It's a dying daily that, 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 that's developed in our life that says, I've got to run and I've got to be the small step of getting out and running could be your giant leap to be where God has called you to be. Amen. How, how many have, have, have seen the statistic that, that you meet a lot of people in your life? You come in contact with a lot of people. There, there's a stat that you come in contact, you alone come in contact with 80,000 people over the span of your lifetime. And so you look at the, the title, Small Steps and Giant Leaps, that, uh, and how, how can that be equated to my walk with God? Can I tell you that your small step that you running before, you climbing the, the tree and, and, and having that action and having that, the power to do something and, and get up and run can change all of, all of humanity, right? You can change your world. We, we think that, okay, I see the same 30 people at work every day. How is that, how is that changing mankind? 80,000 people over a lifetime 
can be touched by, by the what God has filled you with the Holy Ghost, the power that's inside of you, 80,000 people, maybe it's just 10,000. What happens if, if we turn around and those 10,000 people do something? Amen. What if they get up and they start running and, and they say, hey, I want to have this same relationship that, God, I may be short in stature. I may not have it all together. I may have all this sin. I may have the, the problem of I'm too short. I'm not, I'm not able. I'm not a good talker. But God's saying, would you just run? Would you just do? Would you just come and meet with me? I'm waiting right here. I want to I wanna minister in your life. I want to do these things. And so... How many knows what last weekend was? Not only was it my little girl's birthdays, but last week was our groundbreaking ceremony a couple years back. Last Sunday was. And so I've, I've come here this morning with a short message, glory to God. But I've come here this morning to, to ask you the question, what were you like four years ago, five years ago on our groundbreaking ceremony? Are you at the same place are you, Dad said it the other day, and my God, it convicted me that we have uh, ourselves and, and, and some people in church that have been in the church for 30 years, and they have 30 years of one-year experiences. But then we have others that have been in church for 30 years, and they have 30 years of experience. And so I ask you today, are you in the same spot? Are you running before? Are you taking that action to, to be what God has called you to be? No, it, I, you don't have to be the pastor of the church to, to get up and run. You can just be a soul winner. You can just be a prayer warrior. You can just be somebody that God can trust with his message to reach the loss, that, that one small step this morning, one small step on Monday and Tuesday and doing it over a lifetime can be the giant leap that your family needs, that your work needs, that your, that your community needs because one small step changed Zacchaeus' life. It, it maybe it wasn't a, a just one, it, might, it was one small step because he was a short guy. He didn't have long legs. He couldn't, he couldn't run too far. His stride wasn't that big. But let me tell you, it was a giant step. People were looking and they were like, God, why would you go and sit down with this person? But the gospel was for the outcast. Amen. How many people did Zacchaeus come in contact with after the fact of him meeting Jesus and, and lives were changed? How many people from the restoration maybe that, that God would give uh, Zacchaeus and tell him to go to go and give people back their money and, and maybe that would mend relationships. Maybe that would draw people to Christ. What can you do this morning by getting up and running? Getting up and saying, I've got to go before my relationship with God is, is, is dependent upon it, that I can't just be the same Nate I've always been for the last five years since the groundbreaking, but I've got to break some ground in my life here this morning where I'm going to get up and there's going to be some action about what God has called me to be. Amen. You may stand here over this, over this house and so I know it was short, uh, but I believe that God can minister to anybody. Amen. I believe that, that God is talking to somebody here today that, that maybe you have been in the same spot. Maybe you are progressed since we've been in this new building. And thank God for that. But it's not time to stop. 
Amen. You've got to keep running daily. You've got to keep keep climbing the tree daily. We've got to develop that relationship with God that every time I come in contact with somebody, they got to know who Jesus is. And that come that comes in contact because when we get on our knees and when we pray and when we get up and we do something about it. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for the word that was here this morning. Lord. I pray that you would provoke somebody in this house, Lord, like you did to me the first week of April, Lord, during that prayer revival, that you would help us to get up and run, Lord. Lord, Dad said it a few minutes ago, Lord, help us to have that home mission church feel, God. That every time we come in contact with somebody that we ought to be reaching. Lord, that we ought to be developing ourselves and our relationship with you to to bring others to you, God. to, To stir them to your kingdom, Lord. It's not, Lord, anything that we've done, Lord, but it does take some action from us. It does take us running to the cross, running to the altar, raising our hands, Lord, and giving you everything, God. But, Lord, not only on a Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, whenever we have service, God, but, Lord, on Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, Lord, those days when we're at home alone and we have the option to serve you. Lord, I pray that you would help us, God, that we would be soft and we would have soft minds, soft hearts to your touch, Lord. We would, Lord, be willing to to get up and run. Lord, it may be hard, but we're going to give everything to you here this morning, Lord. And I pray that you would just minister over this house, Lord. And we give you the praise, Lord. We give you the honor for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation that you've given us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for for helping us to know who you are here this morning. Amen. If you'd like to come up, these altars are open. Amen. You've got to run. Amen. The destination isn't the Holy Ghost. That's just the beginning. Amen. He wants to do to, to do a new work. He wants to you to be a new creation, but we've got to run. We've got to climb those trees.